people out in church today. And I want to especially extend a welcome to you if you're here for the very first time, if you're a visitor or a guest here in church. Uh, we're just so honored to have you. We think it's amazing that you've come to share your Sunday with us, and we pray you have a phenomenal time and you have a great uh, morning with us. We're just blessed to have you. Uh, if you were here a few weeks ago, Pastor Luke was talking about how his, his dog's getting a bit old to walk with him, so I think Pastor Luke needs a puppy. I reckon that's probably, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like that would bless you this Sunday, wouldn't it? Just pass him a little puppy, it'd be great. If you, you Just pass it on, you, you'll, you, he'll gladly receive that. I want to read a, a passage of Scripture this morning from Luke chapter 24. If you've got your sermon notes uh, as you came in the door, grab them out. Uh, it might be on the screen. If not, I will read it for you. Um, Luke chapter 24, starting in verse number one, says this, But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they, that meaning a, a few women, went down to the tomb, taking the spices they prepared, and they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they went in, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were perplexed about this, behold, two men stood by them in dazzling apparel. And as they were frightened and bowed their faces to the ground, the men said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here. He is risen. I want to share a brief message this morning that I've just titled, Looking for Life. Would you pray with me this morning as we... Share God's Word. Lord, we thank You for this time together. We thank You for Your presence that is in this room. And Lord, I pray that for every one of us, You'd help us to find true and real life. Lord, I bless all this time we have together. Have Your way in it. Speak to me and through me, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I don't know if... Um, your wife is like mine, probably not, but maybe. Every time I preach, I throw my wife under the bus, but it's just kind of like, I've got the microphone, it's my one opportunity to talk. And, but my wife has this like, ability and, and this kind of like this unending habit of moving stuff in our house. I don't know if anyone else has got a wife like that. Where stuff once lived, it no longer lives. It's now moved and it's in different places. My wife is always reorganizing, reshuffling, moving things around, and so things that used to have a home now have different homes, and I don't know what those homes are. Not so long ago, I was looking for a particular object. I can't even remember what I was looking for, but it was really important at the time. And I went to the place that it lived to find the object, and it wasn't there. And so I'm looking through the cupboard, I'm rummaging through, I'm moving stuff, I'm lifting stuff, I'm pulling everything out of the cupboard because I know that's... That's its place, that's its home, that's where it lives. And I can't find it. I'm getting increasingly like frustrated and angry and grumpy that I can't find this particular thing. And then finally I say, babe, where's this thing? Where's the thing that I'm looking for? She leans over, looks in at where I'm looking. And she's like, why are you looking there? It doesn't live there. I'm like, yes, it does. It's always lived there. She says to me, it hasn't lived there for ages. Church, please pray for my marriage. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever been looking for something only to realize that you've been looking for it in the wrong place. How frustrating is that? You're looking for something, you can't find it. Or, or at the end of it all, you realize it wasn't there in the first place. I don't know if maybe that's even the story of your life. You've spent your whole life looking for purpose and hope and fullness and joy and you're looking for that and but everywhere you look, you seem to be coming up a little bit short. 
along the way. I don't know if that's the story of your life. In this passage in Luke, the women have gone to the tomb where Jesus is, and while they're there, they realize that the stone's rolled away and Jesus' body is gone, and amongst them stands two angels. And these angels say to, to the woman, and these words just like struck me like a hammer. When I was reading these, just the week leading up to Easter, as I was just studying through the book of Luke, I mean, I was like, man, these words just struck me. But they said to the woman, why, why do you look for the living among the dead? He's not here. He's risen. Why do you look for the living among the dead? In other words, what you're looking for, you're not gonna find here. You're looking for something, but it's not here. If you keep, you can look as long as you want, but you can't find what's living among what's dead. And it, I realized in that moment that that question is still just as relevant for you and I right here, right now, today, as it was at that tomb, because many of us, we spend our lives looking for life. We spend our lives looking for joy and hope and fulfillment and purpose and all those things that would bring us life to our very heart and our very soul. But the problem is most of us spend our time looking for life, but we look in all the wrong places. I'd suggest that many people today are looking for life, but you're looking for the living among the dead. And it doesn't matter what your story is or how long you've been in church or whether this is your first Sunday in church, every one of us can fall into the same pattern of living where we try and look for what would bring us real life, but we look in places that really are the wrong places. And so we can spend our lives going, man, if I just had more stuff, if I could just get the car, the house, the boat, the, the batch, all that stuff, then that'd be living, right? If I had all that, I'd be, that'd be living, man. That's what life's all about. Or maybe if I could just climb that corporate ladder a few more rungs, and maybe I could just get to the top and the pinnacle of my career and I'm be successful, man, that would be living. That would be, man, then I'd be important. Then I'd be somebody. Then I'd be fulfilled. That, that, that's what I'm looking for. Or maybe if I just give myself over to, to just abandon myself to whatever pleasures I want in my life and I live the party life and fill my life with whatever drugs and alcohol and pleasures and, 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 and give myself over to whatever desire I might have. And man, if I could just live without any restraint, man, that'd be living, right? That's when I'd just have whatever fun I wanted to have, man, that would be living, man. That's life right there. Or, or maybe if I just had a bit more money. You know, someone won $16 million in lotto this week. I'm praying for a divine connection with that person. <laughs> just that there's, a, there's an alignment that comes about. If I, we think, man, if I just had more money, then, I'd, then that'd be living, right? If I just had all the money I could use and want, and if I, or just, just a little bit more in my paycheck, if I had just a bit more, if I had a bit more money, then, then, then that'd be it. Or maybe if I could just ha find that relationship, that, that husband or wife, and you know, if I could just find that and find that fulfillment, man, that'd be living right there. That's what, that's what would bring me life. Or maybe if I just had a few more social media, Instagram followers. I'm preaching to the millennials right now, so be like, What's social media? <laughs> like, yeah. If I just had a few more likes and a few more followers, then man, that'd be living, man. Then people could look at my life and be envious of what's going on in my world and then man, that'd be living, right? That'd be amazing. And the, the, the problem is, friends, that there's, there's, there's nothing, not maybe with all of these, but with a few of these, like there's not necessarily anything inherently wrong with these things. But the problem is, if you're looking for life in these things, I'm gonna tell you, you're gonna come up seriously short because you're looking for what's living in dead things. You're looking for life, you're looking for living, you're looking for what's gonna really give you joy and fulfillment and purpose and significance and all those things that would bring you life, you're looking for them in all the wrong places. None of these things in and of themselves will ever bring you fullness of life. None of them will bring it to you. In fact, that thing that you're looking for, 
The thing that's on the inside of every human heart, that desire for life, that desire for fulfilled life of joy and hope and purpose, that thing that's innate inside of every single one of us, that life you're looking for, I I can tell you, friends, you're not gonna find it in anything. You're looking for that thing, it's not a thing. In fact, it's a person that you're looking for. And it's the same person that the woman went looking for at the tomb. And when they got there, the angel said, you're looking for the living among the dead. They're saying, you're not gonna find him amongst dead things. You're gonna find him amongst the living. See, the thing is, friends, he's not dead. He didn't stay dead. He's the resurrection and the life. He's alive today and he's exactly what you're looking for, friends. He's what you're looking for. He, he, said, he said this of himself in John chapter 14. He says, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. Jesus himself is the essence of life. He is life. By him, all things were made, and through him, all things have are held together. He is the life. If you're looking for the way to go, he's the way. If you're looking for truth for your life, he's the truth. If you're looking for life, he is the essence and embodiment of life. That thing you're looking for is not a thing, it's a person, and his name is Jesus. John 11, 25 says this. He says to her, I'm the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet he shall live. Jesus is the life. He's not just dead life. He is the resurrection and the life. John 10, 10, Jesus says this. The thief comes only to steal, to kill and destroy. But I have come that they may have life and life in all its fullness, abundant life, full life. That thing you're looking for, friends, is Jesus. That thing you're looking for is Jesus. He's the one that gives us abundant life. Why are you looking for the living among the dead? This Resurrection Sunday, can I encourage you to look for the living among the living? Look, that life that you're looking for, that joy, that hope, that fulfillment, that purpose, that life you're looking for, look for life among the living. He's alive today. He's the resurrection and the life. Stop looking for the living among the dead. I wanna really quickly just fire out a few things that the life that Jesus offers you looks like. The first thing is this. The life Jesus offers is number one, one of peace. It's one of peace. You can have peace with God, friends. Through Jesus, through what He did on that cross, you can have peace with God. All your sins can be forgiven. All your debt, all your guilt, all your shame, forgiven, done away with. You can have peace with God. And you don't just get peace with God, you also get peace from God. It's not just peace with Him, you get peace from Him. He'll give you a peace, the Bible says, that goes beyond all human understanding. You can have peace for your life, friends. Your sin, your guilt, your shame no longer defines you. You can have peace with God. Peace. The second thing that He offers you is this. The life that Jesus offers is one of joy. It's one of joy. I was watching an awards show not that long ago, and um, I don't watch a lot of TV because I'm Christian, but I... Um, <laughs> I uh, I was watching this awards show, right? And, and it was like a Grammys, no, it was like an Oscars sort of thing. I don't know, I can't remember. But anyway, it was an award thing. And uh, have you ever like watched an award show and they announced the wrong winner? Oh man. I was watching this, this awards show, like legit one. And they, and they were like, the nominees for this are, and they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they go, and the winner is, and the guy opens the envelope. They wrote the wrong name on the envelope. And he announced the winner and they're like, oh, they won, right? So they're all hugging, they're kissing, they're like, we did it, we did it. And they pull out their acceptance speech and they're like getting ready to do it. And then this poor person from the side of stage is is, is like. So they've got to go on it, it's wrong, it's wrong. You you said the wrong name. 
the wrong one. They didn't win. And so then they've got to go up to the people and go like, I'm so sorry, but you didn't win. You know, like, like, and so how many of you know that in that moment, they were happy and they're not happy? It's like, you can, you can be happy and they're not happy. Like if I give you a million bucks, you'd be happy. If I take that away, not happy. Can I tell you that, that Jesus didn't come to make you happy? He didn't come to make you happy. Jesus isn't a happy pill. He didn't come to make you happy, but He did come to give you joy. And happiness will come and go with whatever comes in your life, but joy will stay. And the joy of the Lord will become your strength. Joy never leaves you. Joy, man, you can have joy. No matter what you're going through, this life Jesus offers you is one of joy from the depths of who you are. You can have joy of knowing that your sin is forgiven. Your past no longer defines you. You can have the joy of knowing that you're loved by the Creator of heaven and earth, that He loves you with an everlasting love. You can have joy in knowing that eternity awaits you. No matter what's going on in your life, no matter what pain and hardship you might face, you have a home that is not here, a home that is a heavenly home, that is eternity that awaits you. You can have this joy that you just can't, you can't explain, you can't describe, you can't even like fathom it yourself, but you know no matter what's going on, you got joy. Joy. The last thing I want to say today is Jesus offers you a life of purpose. Maybe if the band can join me, that'd be great. It's a life of purpose. What's amazing about God is He's so good at what He does that He doesn't make mistakes. And no matter who you are or what you've been through, where you've come from, you're not a mistake to God. God loves you, God made you, and He's got a purpose for your life. And this life in Jesus is a life of purpose, redeemed purpose. He can take whatever brokenness, whatever messed up life you might have, and He can turn it around with a redeemed purpose and cause you to live the life He created you to live. He's got a great purpose for your life. God wants to use you to transform and shape this world by person by person, the people around you in your life. God wants you to use you to bless this world. He's got purpose for you, friend. Many of you know my story, uh, but probably many of you in this room don't. But I didn't grow up in church at all. I didn't, it's, it's very weird for me to find myself doing this for my job. It was never something that was on the radar of my life. I didn't grow up in church. We didn't talk about God at home. I grew up not far from here in a, in a loving home. We didn't, church wasn't part of our life. God wasn't part of our conversation. It just was never part of our, our realm or our framework of life. Uh, but as I grew up and as a, as a, uh, in my older teen year, later teen years, I found myself in a really interesting spot where on the outside, my life seemed just fine, but on the inside, it wasn't. And if I was to use a few words to describe the life that I had at that point in time, these three words would probably sum up the, I guess the position of my life and my heart, what I was feeling, how I would su summarize or put together my life at that point was I was very lost. I was searching, I was empty. There's this desire, this thing, this gnawing thing inside of me that just kept screaming, Steve, you're made for more, you're made for more, you're made for more. You're missing something, you're missing something. And I remember as a young teenage man, just 
looking around the world around me and partaking in anything and everything it had to offer me, looking for the stuff that would fix this, looking for the stuff that would fill this. And no matter where I turned and no matter what I did and no matter what I took or what I partook in, I only walked away more lost. I only walked away more empty. I only walked away looking and searching even more. And part of that journey led me to this church. And I walked into church one day. It was a service not too dissimilar to the service you're sitting in right now. And as an 18 year old, I walked in here and in one moment, in one instant, I found everything I was looking for and more when I found Jesus. When I met Him and when I surrendered my life to Him, I tell you what, every single thing I was looking for, that life I was looking for, I found it in a moment, in a heartbeat. It was the most unreal and rid ridiculous thing I'd ever discovered. And my life kind of turned around at that point and I went from being lost and searching and empty to a life where I really discovered, man, this is life, this is real life. It was a life of purpose I was finally found. I was finally home. And I don't know what your story is, I don't know what your journey is, and I don't know what words would describe your life right now. But this story of mine, these words of mine are not unique to me. They're actually the same story that many of you in this room have had and many throughout history have had. And in fact, there's a number of people, I've got some friends here who wanna share their story with you today. Do you wanna hear their story? Um, they're gonna come now and they're gonna show you the life they once had and then the life that they found in Jesus. Thank you, guys.
Church, I don't know what words you would use to describe your life right now. If you got given a piece of card and a felt pen and you had to write down some words that describe you right now, what would they say? Because there's a couple of things I do know. And I know them because the Bible tells me, but I also know them because I lived it. I've experienced it. That God loves you, no matter who you are, no matter what you've done. God's got grace for your life. We all mess up. We all fall short of God's standard. But God, in His amazing grace, sent His own Son, Jesus, to a cross. It's what Easter's all about. He went to that cross and He died on that cross and He took upon Himself what you and I would do for our sin. And He extends to every one of us, not judgment, not condemnation, but grace, forgiveness for your past, a new life that begins right here, right now. It's called being born again by the Spirit of God. You get made brand new on the, from the inside out. You get to walk into these great plans that God has for you, for your life. He's got plans to prosper you, not to harm you, for good, not for evil. And then you get this great promise of eternity in heaven with Him. This life is not the end of the story. God's got eternity for you. And I don't know what your story is, but I do know that through Jesus, you can have a very different story. Your life doesn't have to stay the way it is. If you let Him in, He can make you brand new. And I'd love to extend a very simple invitation. It's an invitation that was extended to me. It's an invitation that each one of these has had extended to them also, and I'd love to extend it to you as well. And it's an invitation if you're here and you don't know Him, but you want to. Or maybe you've known Him before, but you're far from God today, and this Easter Sunday, it's time to get your life right with God. I would love to extend this invitation to you as well to come to know Him, to get right with Him. Can I invite everyone in this room just to bow your heads and close your eyes just for a moment? I'm gonna pray a very simple prayer. And if you're here today and you want to know Him, you wanna receive the life that He has for you, I wanna invite you to pray this prayer with me. If you've never surrendered your life into the hands of God, or maybe you have a while ago, but you're far from Him today, I invite you to pray this prayer with me. I'm gonna pray it out loud, but you don't have to pray it out loud. You just pray it with me in your heart. But when you pray it in your heart, I want you to mean it with everything you've got. Are you ready to say these words? Say, God, today, I surrender my life to you. I know that I've sinned and I've messed up, but I believe that Jesus, you died for me. So right now, I turn from my old life and I turn to you. I ask you now to come in and be the Lord of my life. I choose from this moment to follow you. Would you come in now and make me brand new today? In Jesus' name, amen. Just with your eyes still closed and head bowed. If you prayed that prayer this morning, can I just say, I'm so proud of you. This is the most amazing day. I believe God is smiling down on you from heaven. And I'd love to encourage you to take one little step of faith. Now, I don't wanna embarrass you. I'm not gonna stand you up. I'm not gonna call you out. I'm not gonna bring you forward to the front or anything like that. But what I'd love to do is encourage you to take one little step of faith if you prayed that prayer today. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna count to three. And when I get to three, 
If you prayed that prayer either for the very first time or maybe you're coming back to God today, I want you to be really brave right where you are and I want you to put your hand up nice and high just so I can see it. And I'll see your hand, I'll acknowledge you, you can put it straight back down. Like I said, I'm not gonna stand you up or anything like that. But I want you to take one little step of faith today. Be brave, be bold. This is your day. This is an amazing day for you. Are you ready? On the count of three. One, two, three. Hand up nice and high. Yeah, my man, I see you, I see you, I see you. Yep, right over there, my man, I see you as well. Right down the back over there. I see you too, young man. Here over there, on to my right. Yes, this whole row in the middle there, that's amazing. Yeah, over the side here, incredible. On the mezzanine, I see you too. Amazing. You can put your hands down now. Is there anyone else? Let's give it 20 more seconds. Is there anyone else saying, Steve, I didn't put my hand up, but I want to right now. You put it, put it up right now. Just don't be afraid, don't be ashamed. This is your moment. Yep, over the back there. That's great, man, I see you too. Cool. Lord, we thank you so much for this amazing moment. God, we thank you that the message of Jesus and the message of Easter is just as relevant now and today as it's ever been. I thank you for your amazing, amazing grace and we honour you for every person that has come to you today. We bless them now in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Come on, put your hands together for all those people and let's thank all our amazing team here. Thank you so much, guys. Incredible. Thank you. Can we thank Steve for an incredible word this morning? I have to tell you though, he just doesn't put things back in the right place. Hey, this morning we just didn't wanna do one really important thing.